This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... I am the monarch of the sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, Brad and I continue the pop culture lunacy that is... 80s bracket madness. Woohoo! So, Spearsy, in, in real, real basketball March Madness, how are the Gators doing this year? They will not be playing at all. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, well, I ask because my UC Irvine Anteaters are in the Big West Championship game today. Really? Are you missing it for, to record this podcast? Uh, I have no idea when the game actually is. <laughs> but they're, they're playing Hawaii in the conference championship game today. In all fairness, the Gators are the last team to win two consecutive basketball titles yeah and we're the first school to ever hold the basketball title and the football title at the same time so i you know i want some respect i i granted granted i mean if irvine goes to you know irvine will be like many of the teams in today's bracket if they get in it will be an honor to make the the bracket and they will happily go home after the first round they will die like good romans that's right the one the one thing that's kind of interesting about the anteaters this year is they have a a seven foot six center. Jesus, he's the tallest player in college basketball, and I have no idea why he elected to go to UC Irvine. But uh, I, I don't know. It's academic reputation. I, I guess uh, clearly, clearly. <laughs> so for for those people who aren't um, up to date on what uh, bracket madness is, and we're calling it that now for legal reasons, <laughs> just just in case. <laughs> Just in case, general I'm counsel sure, advised us to. Something tells me that even bracket madness is probably off limits. But um, this is the second year doing it, and we usually what we do is we pick a topic. Uh, you know, last year it was best soundtrack songs. Yep, yep. This year, and uh, well, and don't you forget about me, reigned supreme from Breakfast Club. This year we've chosen to do top sixty-four '80s movie sidekicks, and we've already had round one. We're gonna we're gonna reveal the winners today. We're gonna also tell you about the round two matchups. We got a really stern letter from – we got a lot of stern letters and comments over the last week or so from people who didn't really we love – got We got some feedback, some direction. They didn't love our picks. Yeah. They didn't like who we included and who we didn't include. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But ultimately, what we're going to do is everybody gets a chance to vote. We'll post the um, the link to the, the voting form on Facebook. And you can vote and you can decide for yourself who's the best movie sidekick. Uh, as we talked about last week, we – the hard part seems to be defining what is a sidekick versus what is like a co-star Just a supporting or, character or a, yeah. right right so keep in mind you know we all have our own vision of what that is yeah. so i mean there's a fair bit of you know potato potato sure sure more so now than there is probably with movie movie soundtrack songs that was right. pretty much you know you like it or you don't like it so <laughs> yeah. are they singing <laughs> yes they are okay. yeah they are you yeah. know did it appear in this movie? Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, so, Brad, I have myself have not seen who won round one. I left that to Brad. So, Brad, are you ready to reveal the winners of the round one stuck in the 80s bracket sidekick madness? 
Start the machine, Spearsy. Bracket one, the first bracket, the cleverly named bracket, bracket one. Uh, the first matchup was Cameron Fry versus Bubo the Owl. And I think you probably know how that went, but with oh, 86% no. of the vote, a mandate <laughs> from the people. Well, you just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. Cameron Fry moves into the second round. Only 86. I would have thought 96. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't the biggest blowout. Uh, I think you there's a little fondness the, for the mechanical creatures. Plus, I think people knew that, hey, it's a novelty. I can say that I voted for Bobo. Right. Knowing full well that Bobo is not going to win. Not making like, it to the next round. No, no one's vote really cost Bobo. Right. <laughs> so. exactly, exactly. Anyway, okay. That's a good one. Next yeah. one. So next matchup was Cindy from Commando versus the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Moving on with 75% of the vote. Kill you, brother. You'll feel better. The Frog Brothers. Okay, I see that. Yeah. The third matchup in that bracket, Winston Zeddemore from Ghostbusters versus Otto Porkaway from A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, 62% of the vote, a little closer. Now, we're actually going to go before a federal judge and say that some moly Babylonian god is going to drop in on Central Park West and start tearing up the city. Ghostbusters moving on. Winston Zeddemore makes it wow. through the round, wow. round two. I didn't see that. I know. I thought Otto would. Uh, uh, good for Winston. Yeah, that part, as you know, we talked about that in the Ghostbusters podcast, how that part got trimmed way, way, way back and it became a much smaller role. So nice to see Winston getting some props. Next matchup, Roger Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon against Edward Garlick from A Good Morning Vietnam. I suppose we have to register you as a Lethal Weapon. A, a mandate from the people, Roger Murtaugh moves on with 76% of the vote. Good, nice. Yeah. Another one, the next one, not a surprise, Sloth. Sentimental favorite Sloth against the uh, Hardened Prickly Mayday from A View to a Kill. <laughs> Sloth moves on with 76%. Wow. Okay. Good. Yep. Uh, next, this is the next close one in the bracket. Watts from Some Kind of Wonderful against everyone's favorite animated uh, shellfish. Sebastian <laughs> from uh, Little Mermaid. Sebastian, get the drawn butter ready. You're going home. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it must be a drag to be a slave to the male sex drive. Sixty percent for Watts. Oh, good. <laughs> Tricked you there, didn't I? Next one, Ophelia from uh, Trading Places versus Shooter Flatch from Hoosiers. Shooter, I'm afraid it's in and out for you again. Ophelia. Oh, no. Ophelia moves on with sixty-eight no. percent of the vote. I've been looking everywhere for you, baby. Listen, Louis, I'm hurting, baby. I just need a shot. No. Ah, uh, you know, booby shots. That's it. That's really what it comes down yeah, to. That's what it comes down to. On that level, I can justify it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. And the last, the last matchup in this bracket, Goose from, is that Top Gun, I think? Yes. Top Gun. Gets Jack Goodman from An American Werewolf in London. Enjoy your holiday, Jack, because that's all you're getting out of this. Okay, man. Let's turn it burn. Goose moves on with 76% of the vote. Okay. That's a good one. I feel good about that. Yeah. Round two matchups in this bracket. We got Cameron Fry versus the Frog Brothers. Okay. That's a good one. Yep. Winston Zeddemore versus Roger Murtaugh. That's a a good matchup. That's one to watch. Sloth versus Watts. Sloth versus Watts. I think our drummer friend is going home. And Ophelia. You know what happened to Ophelia and Hamlet? You realize that that's the name. I know, I know. Hamlet's girlfriend. He went crazy. She killed herself. I think that's what I think that's what Goose is going to do to her here. 
I hope so. Interesting. So that's bracket one. Moving on. Bracket two. Our first matchup is Willard from Footloose versus Victor Prinzum from Cannonball Run. I mean, we're not living in the goddamn Middle Ages here. We got TV. We got Family Feud. Willard, this is closer than I thought it was going to be, but Willard moves on with 60% of the vote. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought that would be a lot more of a tilt there but you know no, no surprise i mean it's kind of the outcome is not in any doubt but i didn't think that uh, captain chaos would get so much love in the polls now in the next one this is the closest this is the closest vote this character won with less than 50 percent of the vote and you say how, does he, how is that possible brad not everybody voted every ballot so you got about yeah, maybe six or eight percent of the people on any given pair didn't vote and I don't know if they just left it blank. And I'm guessing it's just that either they don't have an opinion or they don't know one of the characters or something. So this is, uh, you know, kid-on-kid violence. Again, Billy from Big versus Gertie from uh, E.T. By a mere three votes. Three votes. Hey, hey, hey. You ever go by Simpson's desk when she's writing papers or something? She leaned over, you can see right down her shirt. Billy, you're moving on. Forty-eight <laughs> percent of the vote. It's like the two thousand presidential election. So yeah, that's again. A, that was the closest one by a long shot. So uh, huh. three votes. Yeah, our next one it teaches us all a lesson. Um, you know, who was it that said, "I don't, I don't go on after children and animals." Manny Ribera learned that lesson this week against Short Round. Wow! Holy look! Cross landing. Short Round, seventy-one percent of the vote. Wow. Yeah. So. Go home, Manny. The next one. Now, here's the here's some controversy for us to talk about. Not so much about the voting as it is about the pick. Jerome from Purple Rain versus Crash Davis from Bull Durham. Mm. I'm Crash Davis. I'm your new catcher, and you just got lesson number one. Don't think. It can only hurt the ball club. Crash Davis is moving on with 51% of the vote. 51? Yeah. The, Again, you've got about six or eight percent that are unvoted. So Jerome only had forty-four percent. It sounds really close, but it it was about thirty votes. Um, I got some stick from Drew, just Drew, about including Crash Davis as a sidekick, and that is absolutely my pick. I'm the one who I'm the one who championed that choice because I know I fought you on it. Yeah. I thought that was a bad and call. I get it. He's the main character in the movie, but I think that his role is to you know the reason he's a character in that situation is because the team brings him in to mentor this kid and once the kid's gone they're done with him i guess my point is it's the difference between being a a sidekick your role is a sidekick versus who you really are in the movie kind of thing like he was really the he's the star of the movie bull durham is about crash davis Oh, no question and and that was the point drew made too it's like that's his movie and i'm like you're right it is his movie absolutely but i also think that his story is one of a a supporting character in somebody else's story they're just telling it from his angle i know i just feel bad because i think jerome should have gotten down to like at least the elite eight Uh, it's a tough matchup i agree not everyone gets a good draw carry around you carry around morse days uh mirror on stage so he can comb his hair you're damn well one of the best movie sidekicks of the 80s well you know morris didn't deserve as much as he got there that's true Son of a so, okay go on sorry now, now crash is moving on address that hate mail to well try and misspell my name if you're gonna send me hate mail our next matchup is rosewood and taggart uh, versus bernie lomax we don't drink on duty rosewood and taggart 66 percent see you in round two bernie good 
Bye. <laughs> Man overboard. Man overboard. Permanently overboard. Uh, we've got Diego Montoya. I did not kill his father. Against Styles from Teen Wolf and Diego Montoya should prepare to move on with 67% of the vote. You see my distant fellow. I hate to kill him. Yes. <clears throat> you keep saying that. Mark the Rat Ratner versus Flick from A Christmas Story. Not even a fight. Not even a fight. Well, what am I supposed to do? Go up to this strange girl in my biology class and say, Hello, I'd like you to take your clothes off and jump on me. Mark moves on. 62% of the vote. 62? Only 62? Yeah. It should be 92. Well, you know, people like A Christmas Story. I, I know. I like it less and less every year. I, I feel bad for saying that. It's like... It's like saying I, you love your pet less and less every year. Well, it's but, kind of funny because neither of us, I think, ever saw it in the 80s. And then it had this big spike of popularity. And now it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I mean, we watch it once a year, maybe twice a year. I mean, I'd rather watch it over televised golf, but that's about it. <laughs> it's no elf. I mean, no it's one gets no hit elf. by a cab. <laughs> the last matchup in this bracket... Actually, I was surprised I didn't hear more about this. Is Apollo Creed from Rocky Three? I thought people might have a problem with that. Um, versus Prince Voltan from Flash Gordon and you know, Stallion. It's too bad we got to get over it. Apollo Creed, ding ding, seventy three percent of the vote. Seventy three. Oh, he's a contender. That's for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. He looks good in those trunks too. Yeah. Apollo, I can't wear those trunks. Those are the trunks you wore the first time we fought. (laughs) (laughs) So round two matchups in that bracket. Let's see what we got here. (laughs) Willard is about to test the uh, theory about kids always win in this bracket. He's going up against Billy from Big. Short round from Indiana Jones versus Crash Davis from Bull Durham. Short round will go down. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Short round was very popular in the first round. People, if people are mad about Crash Davis, what they ought to do is not vote for him. Yeah, like, don't vote for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it was it close. Short round early on. Like I'll tell you, I can usually tell how these things are going to go within about a hundred ballots, and that one was a dead heat. Hundred ballots. Crash yeah. versus Jerome. I just think you know it's like it's like the TV show Survivor. If there's someone you don't like, and get them out of there now. At all, yeah. Get rid of them. Put them off the island. Yeah, don't don't pussyfoot around. So the next one, Rosewood and Taggart versus Diego Montoya. I think, I think someone's got a banana in their tailpipe there. <laughs> and so speak. Uh, Ratner versus Creed. <sighs> That's gonna be close. I don't, I, I I'm putting my I money. Know, on, Rat. I'm putting my money on Carl Weathers there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. Next bracket. Uh, sentimental favorite, Mr. Spock, uh, against Ben Jabatuya from Short Circuit. <laughs> ben, you, oh, it's just such a, I said, we already knew you. It's such a horrible character. I don't miss you at all. Goodbye. You proceed from a false assumption. I'm a Vulcan. I have no ego to bruise. Yeah. 83%, Mr. Spock, moving Wow. On. Only 83. Yeah. I think, again, people knew that that was a, and that was how that was. Yeah, yeah. Go. Well, I'm not, I voted for the guy from Short Circuit. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm dragging Sports the show out. Tremendous, Woody. Uh, <laughs> next round, Anne Lewis from RoboCop was one of my kind of a sentimental favorite versus Semi from Coming to America. Look at it this way. At least we learned how to make French fries. No contest. Semi, sixty-seven percent. They're moving to Queens. Now, this one, I, really, I think it could have gone either way. Chewbacca versus Sergeant Al Powell from uh, uh, Die Hard. Yeah. Chewbacca. 
78% of the vote. Get her ready, Chewie. <laughs> Punch it, Chewie. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Charles DeMar versus Hooch. I think I said in the last one that dog might bite man in this one. It's closer than you might think. Go that way. Really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. But Charles DeMar moves on with 54% of the vote. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That nice. Very good. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Mack from War Games versus Freddie Benson from uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, this one was not as close as I would have thought. Connection terminated. How rude. Jennifer Mack is moving on. Ooh. You know, she got that A in biology, and now she's uh, moving on to the second round. Is she the first female to make it to the second round? Uh, Ophelia. Oh, that's right. Let's see. Lest I forget. Don't forget Ophelia. Come on, man. <laughs> Can I forget? She's, yeah, Gertie, Gertie got beat. Mayday's down. <laughs> Cindy's down. You know, Bubo the owl sex is indeterminate. Um, okay. Barf from Spaceballs versus Jack Putter from Inner Space. Oh, it's a little space, a little theming there. It's nice. Uh, don't get too used to it. Funny. She doesn't look droish. Barf, you're moving on. 72%. Good pick. Good pick. Yep. And then Freddie Bauer, our other um, John Candy character, Freddie Bauer from Splash, up against Bryson Cliff from 16 Candles. Video. No way, okay? I can just see the thing getting duped a thousand times and like winding up in cable somewhere. Try again. Underpants. No problem, Budlick. Do you have any idea, Steve, how much a box of floppy disks costs? <laughs> Back in 1985 or four, way too much money. Yeah, well, Bryce and Cliff, they're going to have the money to spend on it because they're moving on with 69% of the vote. Right. Now, there's a dark horse. That's right. And then this one was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Sala from Raiders versus Hollywood from Mannequin. I mean, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a no-brainer. Very dangerous. Go first. Sala moves on with 51% of the vote. 51? Oh, my. What are people? Okay, I'm not going to question people's uh, well, wisdom. but people, Well, again, you had like 6 or 7% people that didn't vote. So it was like 30-some votes. But yeah, still. It was close. And Sala was losing for a while. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> but he's the monarch of the sea. I know. He it's knows sad. they're digging in the wrong place. I mean, just because Hollywood has <laughs> a nice car. Jeez. Okay, so I think I figured out who's in bracket three for the second round. Let me see. So what we should have is Mr. Spock versus Semi. Yeah. Correct? That's correct. I still see Mr. Spock coming out on top of that one. I think so, yeah. Chewbacca versus Charles Del Mar. I want to say Chewbacca is going to. That sets up a, I mean, not to look too far ahead, but if those go kind of the way we think they will, it's going to be Mr. Spock versus Versus Chewbacca Chewbacca. in the next round. Oh, my God. Whoa. (laughs) Star Wars versus Star Trek. We always knew it was going to war to settle the score. (laughs) (laughs) So Jennifer Mack from War Games versus Barf from Spaceballs. Yeah. You know, that's almost a throwaway because whoever, I mean, neither one of those characters is going to make it. Yeah. It's an honor just to be here. It is, but at the same point, they will face. The winner of Bryson Cliff versus Sala. I can't pick that one. So I, I think I can't pick know, that one. Yeah, any one of those four could could easily make it. They could slip into two the, more rounds. Two the more excellent eight. Excellent eight for sure for easily because they just they just 
we seeded a little questionably there, but that happens. Well, that's I think that's what fun. happened when you seed like one to sixty-four instead of four groups of sixteen. I didn't look that closely at what the matchups are going to be. So, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. We just kind of let it fly. Yeah. Interesting. So, what's the final bracket? Tell us who. Okay, who final, did well bracket. In the final bracket. Let's get through this one now. Here is the blowout. <laughs> <laughs> the blowout of the first bracket is Ducky from Pretty in Pink versus Peyton from Zapped. Peyton, poor Peyton. <laughs> it's a good thing his parents are rich because he didn't get any votes. 23 votes for Peyton. Yo, man, next time I kick your ass. That'll be that. Ducky's moving on with 89% of the votes. <laughs> that is your blowout. 23. Still, I question, I question the 23 people. <laughs> well, I think two of them are you and me because it's like, uh, we, again, you know who's going to win. Did we? No, one. we didn't. Because you, I mean, you know who we voted for because you, I mean, you were keeping track, but yeah. I know I didn't. I know, I, not even, not even as a joke when I voted for Peyton. Yeah. Sorry, Willie Ames. Anyway, hope those residual checks come in from our two screenings of Zapped on uh, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> now, this one surprised me. Jim Malone from The Untouchables, which is such a great character, is uh, you know Sean Connery's Academy award, Sean Academy Connery's award. comeback. Yeah, I mean that put yeah. Sean Connery back in business. Versus Chris Chambers from Stand by Me. No one even asked me if I took the milk money that time. I just got a three-day vacation. Don't tell me. Again, don't go up against a kid. 66%. Chris Chambers. We'll see you in round two, Mr. Phoenix. Oh, if he makes it any further, the show ends. Against Ducky? <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, I'm just... Don't 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 tempt fate. Okay. Don't rattle karma, but I'm just saying... <laughs> this aggression will not stand. The line is here? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, Billy Blaze versus Reggie Hammond. Now, we picked this one to be kind of a close matchup, and it was maybe closer than I thought it would be originally, but uh, the truth will out. All right, listen up. I don't like white people. I hate rednecks. You people are rednecks. That means I'm enjoying this shit. Reggie Hammond, 48 hours, moving on with 57% of the vote. Huh. Go feed mayonnaise to live tuna fish, Billy. That's all you got left. <laughs> Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Futures 1s, 2s, and 3s versus Derek Lutz from Back to School Derek, stay in school, kid What in the name of Sir Isaac H. Newton happened here? 85% voted for Dr. Wow. Brown Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all Yeah. Uh, now, this is insult to injury Doug Coughlin versus Charlie Babbitt Doug Conklin plays second banana to uh, Tom Cruise in Cocktail, and now he plays second banana to Charlie Babbitt. What? You've had enough? What does that mean, you've had enough? You're leaving. You're leaving me now? I need you. Who's moving on with 65% of the Ooh, that's an interesting twist we hadn't considered the first time we announced yeah, the matchup. I didn't either. Like, man, that character's <laughs> getting kicked around by Tom Cruise. Well, <clears throat> he's not alone. Call me Nicole Kidman. Uh, next one. Uh, Cooch from Vision Quest versus Private Hudson. You know, everyone's voting for Chet in this one, I think. 17 days. Hey, man, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last 17 hours. Private Hudson moves on with 60% of the vote. Wow. People love that movie Aliens. Yeah. Well, and that's just such a great character. It's it like, is. You know, for once you've got a... A space marine who's not like, I will protect you from this. It's like, I'm scared to death. What did I do this for? <laughs> I'll see how far uh, Mr. Hudson makes it. Next bracket or next matchup, Terrence Mann from Field of Dreams versus Valeria from uh, Conan <laughs> the Barbarian. <laughs> 
Oh, you know what? Hey, I didn't think about that. That's like a Conan character versus a Conan character. Cause oh, yeah. James Earl yeah. Jones. You see, that's the kind of crap people always have to lay on me. It's not my fault you wouldn't play catch with your father. James Earl Jones continues to crush Valeria in every form. 64% <laughs> of the vote. He's moving on, and Valeria gets to go to Valhalla. First with the first with the snake that he turns into the arrow, and then uh, now again on Bracket Madness. Who knew? I'm telling you, that James Earl Jones is one bad motherfucker. <laughs> And our last matchup, I know you are worried about this, Hobson versus Norberg, the valet versus the cop. 53% said, I've taken the liberty of anticipating your condition, and I've brought you orange juice, coffee, and aspirins, or do you need to throw up? Hobson. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I feel better. I can breathe again. I, so I knew you would be relieved. <laughs> Okay, so let me see if I have this straight then. So for bracket four, for the second round, what we have is Ducky from Pretty in Pink versus Chris Chambers from Stand By Me. Yep. I've already made my decision. Um, uh, Reggie Hammond from 48 Hours versus Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. One of those characters is no longer funny, and I think we know which one it is. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Charlie Babbitt from Rain Man versus Private Hudson from Aliens. I want to... I think Private Hudson's going to take that one. That's a toss. That's going to be close, I think. And Terrence Mann versus, uh, from Field of Dreams versus Hobson from Arthur. I, in my heart, I, th- oh, shoot. I think Hobson's going to do okay there. You know, the, the trouble with Arthur, and I think we may have said this in the last show, it doesn't, it doesn't show up on TV enough. You don't get a chance to see it like every three months on AMC or something like that. Yeah. Whereas Field of Dreams is pretty much a monthly thing. Yeah, I think it helps. I think it helps being in front of the viewers a little bit more often. But I think John Gilgood and I just, I think he will I I think he'll do better there. I mean, to, against Valeria from from Conan, that was not hard to make that choice. Right. And and somebody wrote me and was like, "Why did you choose Valeria from that movie instead of his actual sidekick?" I'm like, "Well, you know." Uh, good point. <laughs> well, and we'll explain that in a minute. There's somewhat yeah. of a reason. So, yeah. Uh, Brad has a thing from blondes, but that's okay. <laughs> Those are your results. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Katie. We'll post. We'll post the. Uh, that's okay. I got a thing for redheads. It's all going to work out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is, at the same time we post the podcast, Brad will post the round two. Yep. Uh, brackets. You can start voting then. So, I will not be. Uh, I'll be on a boat in the Eastern Caribbean, so I will not be worrying about this. I'll vote when I get back. I, I gotta say, you know, the one thing that worries me about um, Terrence Mann versus Hobson, two actors who are both dead. James Earl Jones is dead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, no, he's not. I just I was gonna say, to did that just happen today? <laughs> no, no. But if it does happen before you post the podcast, be sure to leave it that way. <laughs> he, I shouldn't say that. It's with me. I love. This, I love James Earl CNN. Jones. Great, Steve. You cursed him. Anyway, <laughs> nice going. You know what else can make this all much better, though? The The Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain that is reader mailbag. And we have a very timely email here from Kevin Wench. Uh, Kevin, by the way, writes the daily, um, the five days a week uh, lost and found feature on the Stuck in 80s blog where he features one song every day that – um, you, you might remember it, but but for whatever reason, it was never really a hit in the eighties. Sadly, yeah. so it's, it's I heard must- that Kevin's annual review is coming up, and you're giving him a what is it a sixty percent raise over what you're paying him? <laughs> yeah, you know, I figure I'm going to splurge. He's worth it. He's working hard. 
It's good. I, mean, it's I know great last series. year you doubled his pay. I did. You know, but um, that, but that's, times are that's tight. not sustainable. You know, it is not. You know, he can't expect that to last forever. But get him uh, into get him into market pricing. <laughs> so he wrote us a letter uh, last week where he took issue with some of the uh, decisions we made in in bracket madness. And so Brad um, will let us know exactly what is Kevin Wench's beef. Let me <laughs> let me channel all of Kevin serving Wench's anger in this letter. Hello, bracketeers. The podcast was as good as advertised. I love the Hoosiers music montage intro, and the Hoosiers host introduction was the best. You know, hey, when you give us a little time, we can come up with something good usually. Uh, now, as about giving us a little time, we'll discuss that in a minute. Kevin continues, I really do like the twist with the sidekick bracket. I think that taking the sidekick bracket and expanding it to its own field of 64 was a great idea. It also opens up the opportunity to do villains, etc. down the road in other years. My main hope when I clicked on the podcast was that all 64 contestants had a clip played for them. Thanks for taking the time to snip and cut to make that happen. I'm sure it was a lot of work, but the production and editing is one of the main reasons that Stuck in the 80s separates itself from the field. I had no problems with not naming brackets. The numbers geek in me still would like to have seen the official seedings, 1 to 64, if nothing (laughs) else than to debate and argue the seedings. Of course, that is what I like to do, and so it's no surprise that, in my opinion, you really omitted some obvious picks. Okay, here we go. Here comes the science. (laughs) (laughs) The most glaring was Carl Spackler in Caddyshack. Uh, It's a Cinderella story. Pretty good stuff. It's Bill Murray, for goodness sake, (laughs) and he's the number one seed. Of course you got... Well, then, who do we get rid of? We can't get rid of Bubo the Owl. (laughs) Love Bubo. Of course you got a lot of them right, and I hope Shooter, Hobson... And Jerome, go deep in the tourney. Mm. Uh, Curtis Armstrong and John Candy posed a problem, I would assume, as he intended to limit the appearances. I personally would have put them in there as many times as necessary. To me, Booger has to be in there, and John Candy as Ox had to be included too. If you went sentimental with Spock, why didn't you go with Egon on Ghostbusters? What about Al and Caddyshack? Mm. We'll, We'll address these when we get to the end. Right, right. Uh, continues, I would have gone with Nuke Lelouch for Bull Durham as Crash was the main character. Really? Are we going to do this again? Uh, better yet, <laughs> would have been Robert Wall as the Bull Durham pick. I thought about that, too. Um, he's the, the assistant coach. I always think of him blowing up the seat cushion thing. <laughs> like the Oscar <laughs> Mayer hot dog seat cushion. Yeah, thing yeah. The other main character mishap was Danny Glover. He's the co-star and a partner. Good sidekick was Joe Pesci as Leo Getz as you wanted, if you wanted a lethal weapon inclusion. I know you wanted some chicks in there to make the ladies happy, but how could you pick a couple of the females over Shirley MacLaine as Weezer in Steel Magnolias, which is basically a female sidekick movie? Mm. Also in Fast Times, I would have gone with Spicoli over Ratner. Better lines and more memorable. (laughs) One clip error. On Chewbacca, you played the ARG clip instead of the ARG clip. It's a big difference (laughs) for those very serious Star Wars games. Is he kidding? I don't really know... Is there is there a difference? If he's not kidding, then I think I need to make sure he only has my P.O. box instead of my actual <laughs> mailing address. Man, that was a lot of nitpicking for a great idea in bracket, but I guess that's my job. Hopefully you can squeeze in a few podcasts and expand on the clips while going on cruises and cross-continent trips. Your sidekick fan, Kevin Winch. Okay, let's go through this real quick. Carl Spackler... Is it- who is Carl Spackler a sidekick to? Yeah, that's my comment, too. The only time he really sidekicks is when he caddies for the minister who gets shot or gets 
uh, struck the by bishop. lightning. The bishop. He's not a yeah. bishop. He's a man. Yeah. His name is Fred. Um, not anymore. <sighs> Curtis Armstrong and John Candy. Yeah. I understand the, the urge to put them in there as many times as possible. Um, John Candy's Ox. That would have been a good one. Bur- Booger. Yeah. Booger is nerds was on the list. Um, uh, Egon, I don't consider him a sidekick, but that, again, is if we're willing to throw some of these other kind of ensemble cast characters in there, you could certainly make a case for him. Okay. We've already talked about the whole Bull Durham thing. Um, um, I know you wanted to think some chicks in there to make the ladies happy. Yes, that essentially Kevin nails it there when we we realized we were very light on it's like oh it's a bracket of white male sidekicks right when we first (laughs) did when I first kind of fleshed out the first bracket it was 64 white male sidekicks turns out the hairy one's a dude and the metal one too all dudes (laughs) (laughs) so we we made an effort to go through there and like okay we have to have diversity here we have to have people of color we have to have people of different genders we have to have an occasional animal so, so that's why some we just had to have a little diversity. We had to make it a little bit more fun. Yeah. So, um, and, and the other thing, and I, I actually have talked to Kevin about this separately. Is we had been kicking around these ideas for about three weeks, and then in the last thirty-six hours before we launched the poll, we totally changed direction and fleshed out the bracket. And you know, it's we were in a hurry. You know, we <laughs> we kind of were rushed. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of true. in a hurry. And whose fault is that? That's our fault. You know. Yeah, but, but you know, it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, so the stakes, we the will. Stakes on this are so high, so sure. And feel free to email us sit80s at gmail dot com with your opinion, and maybe we'll find some way to 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 make some wrongs right in the future. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. Cruise back to the eighties on the first ever eighties cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. And we're back, and uh, as you heard from the commercial, uh, 80s, the 80s cruise is now less than a year away. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, no. No, I can't. It's, <laughs> and we're still, it's still no very closer. abstract. We're still no closer to picking out our movie night costumes. But um, I wanted to spend just a couple minutes, just a couple minutes talking about the 80s cruise. And I'm going to give you a little bit of new information. Um, the 80s cruise, as we've mentioned before, it's late 
February 2016. It's a seven-day cruise to the Eastern Caribbean. It's on Holland America. The whole boat is chartered out for just 80s fans. Now, this is not um, this is not an official Stuck in the 80s cruise. We are an official marketing sponsor of the 80s cruise. And so Brad and I will be on the boat. And to date, I know that we've got like 10 cabins have been booked by people using the Stuck discount code. The discount code. That's awesome. But – on the event page on Facebook, I see that like 24 people say they're going. So if you, if you have booked already and you didn't use the code stuck, please either call, call the company back and tell them that or tell me and I'll make sure that they find out because there's a couple extra things you get. Like you get invited to some cocktail parties for the stuck in the 80s people. I think you Steve get, is offering daily back rubs. No, they give <laughs> daily back rubs to me. Oh, um, well, that's what I meant. You have to sign that's up why to no give one's him a using daily back rub. It. That's why no one's using this, the code. You get uh, XM Sirius radio um, subscription for a year. Stuff like that. Some really cool stuff. Yeah, there's some, there's some cool perks. Yeah. And I realize that, that sometimes there's some people out there who are kind of like, you know, I don't know if really a cruise is for me. This is really – this is not a carnival cruise ship. This is a Holland America ship. This is one of the elite luxury ships out there. I mean it's, 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 it's Mac daddied out with every cool amenity you could possibly want. Did you just say uh, Mac daddied out? Yeah, I don't know. Did why. we just go to like stuck in the nineties for a minute there? Or I just, what? You know, I lived, I did live through the nineties. That's true. They have amazing food. I was looking at the menus earlier today because actually I am going on a cruise tomorrow. Uh, um, a, a cruise that features a concert by Journey. <laughs> As it turns out. <laughs> As it turns out. But just like, so, so my mind is all about cruising these days. And so I started looking at the menu for the, on board the Eurodam. Holy crap, man. It's like, you know, lobster bisque. It's, uh, porterhouse steaks. It's, um, Lamb chops, it's prime rib, it's it's every you know it's wilted spinach, sautéed mushroom. It's every it's it's like amazing food, amazing amenities on the ship. You know, a really cool spa. Um, they have done a really nice job with some of the um, theme nights. I think we talked about that yeah. once before. Yeah. There's an '80s prom night. Yeah, I'm tr- I can't decide: powder blue tux or pink tux. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I have my costume already picked out for. Um, there's an 80s movie costume night. There's a pajama party night, a neon beach party night. So, so there's plenty of nights to worry about, plenty of theme nights. But here's the really cool deal. There's still some amazing um, payment plans available. Um, the back to the 80s rate where uh, a cabin starts at $1,700 a person, um, for normal people, that rate ends at the end of April. But for stuck in the 80s, you're still eligible to receive that rate until May 31st. Nice. Um, there's also another um, tax refund Deal they have worked out right now, where um, huh. use your if you use your tax return to pay for the cruise in full by April thirtieth, you get a five percent discount. Wow! And there are still a bunch of interest free payment plans that are available with uh, monthly payments like less than two hundred dollars. Huh. So there's plenty of deals to get you on board for this thing. Um, the band lineup, we've already talked about the band lineup before. It's amazing. It's Huey Lewis in the News. It's Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang. A new addition is uh, Was Not Was. They're, they've been added to the bill. Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, um, and then all the MTV VJs from the early years. Um, so I really, I mean, this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime type adventure, I think. Yeah, no, it's going to be really fun. If you're sitting on the fence, you know, come join us. You're going to have a good time. We're going to make sure you have a good time. 
you know, the TV sets in all the cabins only get 80s movies and 80s TV shows. All the arcades on the boat are turned into 80s arcades. It's, it's going to be incredible. I mean, be never fun. mind, never mind the fact that it stops, like, in these amazing places. I mean, yeah. you go to, um, Turks and Caicos, San Juan, Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and then, uh, Half Moon Key in the, in the Bahamas. It's, there's a lot to do. You fly into Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is a very nice small airport. It's very close to the, to the cruise terminal. It's, I'm telling you, this is a, if you've never tried cruising before, this one's going to blow your mind. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So tomorrow I have to drive. I guess I'm about an hour away from Port Canaveral, where um, the Journey Cruise takes off from. So this coming Thursday night is uh, I have VIP tickets to the Journey concert on board. It's it's gonna be kind of interesting. Uh, nice. So we'll see what happens. But uh, in the meantime, it's important to 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 look at our Facebook page, vote in round two, so we can continue bracket madness. Keep this and, party rolling. Yeah. And, you know, Jerome. And when you get back and your liver recovers from a, a week on a boat, then we'll uh, we'll close off round two and start up round three. Yeah, I predict I don't drink that much on this ship. I predict because it will be really warm. It's, it's, it oh. essentially is a business trip. Yeah. So I will, I will be on good behavior. I'm taking my cousin with me who's four years younger than me. Her liver may not be in such great shape. but Right, but, mine, but she doesn't have deadline. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, but in the meantime uh, – we look forward to more uh, Bracket Madness because, as always, Brad and I remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. You're going to trim all this, by the way. Yeah, of course.